Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well a very good evening from southwest florida I hope you're doing well. I'm Bill Sparks, and I'm going to turn it over to Chris because we got so much in panel. Beware of the noise, or you will be removed. So be mindful of that, please. So go okay, ahead. there we go. That's better. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, August thirtieth, two thousand twenty. Show number one oh seven, and uh, we uh, have a you know, pretty busy show. Not maybe as busy as some, but uh, we're. You know, the, the storm is really going to start to hit again in a couple of weeks when we get the NFL going. And it looks like that's coming closer and closer. But we'll be talking about that a little bit. Next we'll week we'll about... be doing some NFL previews because of yeah, the week after that's right. Then when that hits, Chris, then you'll be doing scores and I'll be doing scores. Well, we have our that's scores right. to do. And the thing is, we'll also um, – Maybe we can try to do some predictions. We don't know anything about what's going on in these training camps because, uh, you know, uh, they haven't played each other. No, nobody knows, but we'll we'll be as uh, ignorant as everybody else because nobody else knows what's going on. I'm supposed to submit a protected list for my fantasy team on Saturday, and what do I know? I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody does. So that's that's good. Maybe the great leveler. Anyway, tonight uh, we're going to be uh, starting off with uh, with baseball. First, we're going to get our uh, golf and uh, NASCAR results in the latest that we always do right off the top. We're going to do uh, baseball. Then we're going to do the boycotts because the baseball leads into the NBA, and that's the next item. But we're going to talk about how it got started in the NBA, then how it went to the other sports, and you know just our opinions on on the way it went. And you know, thank goodness, I'm, I think we're all well, I know we're all glad they're back playing again. But yes. should there have been a boycott? Shouldn't there have been a boycott? Uh, you know, uh, whatever. It kind that of seemed like a full, that wild... seemed like a full time job, Chris. Following that for the last four days. Oh my it was, god! It, it was it, a wildcat. It, it was a wildcat action, as I found out. With yes. Sean, will talk about yes. that. But Milwaukee kind of got got the ball rolling with the Milwaukee Bucks. So then we have that. We'll do the NBA itself. Then we'll do the NHL. Then we'll do miscellaneous stuff. We do have a couple of deaths, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Sean right now because Sean's going to send out a shout out, and then he's going to do what he normally does to get us set up here. Well, first of all, yeah, like I said, deaths are a little uh, slow because our good friend that contributed to the show, David, the ultimate sports fan, went into the hospital Friday. Uh, he had two stents put in his heart, had an angioplasty. Uh, he is recovering. He's sounding good. He's sounding good, and hopefully he will. Hopefully they'll release him today. He was hoping to be out yesterday, but they kept him another day. Hopefully he is able to get out and get back to doing his death watch. 
That's right. He, everything he, else he, he is not the Reaper, but he follows the Reaper around and writes things down. That's what he does. <laughs> they so. they yeah. contact him first when somebody dies. They do. They so, so so say, are you ready? And he'll say, yeah, okay. And, uh, today's and, right. and the yeah, boy just tells you they died. And he does a thorough job on his obituary. So, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So we'll have a couple of those, and we will mention another significant death in the NBA that we don't have the info on, but I'm sure we will next week. And, yeah, I have uh, a little bit on him, but nothing really. Yeah, yeah, know who, can but anyway, talk about all right. All right. Well, we also want to let you know if you want to join us, of course, the number Marty gave you, you download that Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. Then you hit the code 287-723-4600, hit the pound key twice. Star 9 raises your hand if you come in on your phone, and there's other stuff on the on your smartphone or your computer. Those have changed, I believe. Uh, also, if we call on you, uh, and we go to unmute. Uh, we may tell you to un. You're gonna have to unmute yourself by hitting star six on the phone or do whatever because there's a little glitch in the system that you're still working on. So after we unmute, after Perry unmutes you, you gotta unmute yourself. But if yep, you want, I, I will. I will ask you to. What I do it, I will then ask you to do it. Yeah. Yes. And so and when you raise your hand, have, we have ways throughout the week to contact us. Eight hundred six nine three. 0595 right now. It's option two. Still say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or you can email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. If you want throughout the week, if you want to hear the thorough obituaries or any other sports news throughout the week, go to 712-432-3642. Go to board nine, the Sports Lounge board. Or board 13 is the TV schedules and info board, and with everything that went on last week, it kept us hopping <laughs> with all did. the changes. Let me tell you, <laughs> it did. But all right, let's get into this crazy week. Of try sports. the uh, try the golf and the uh, oh yeah, the golf. First of all, John Rob won the golf, and who won? And um, William Byron won his very first NASCAR race. He's the driver <laughs> that replaced Jeff Gordon when he retired. Yeah. So he got that his was, very. And, he, and the, isn't the isn't the cup coming up? The, the yeah, the, the, playoffs? The, the playoffs begin next Sunday night. Uh, matter of yeah. fact, the, the first race will be going while we're on the air next week. Yeah. So and the and BMW that, and the BMW and, Championship in golf. That's the second. Next week is the final for the FedEx Cup in golf. Dustin Johnson, because of this, is still in the lead by John Rahm winning. He's still in the lead. They'll be down to like your final four. And they'll play Friday through Monday. I believe. Right. And next week is the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Just want to remind people of that. So uh, we hopefully will be able to talk about that on Sunday and give you some information. And U.S. Open tennis starts at, uh, in New York tomorrow. It's, of yes. course, a two-week tournament, but it starts uh, tomorrow. No fans. And the Kentucky yeah. Derby will not have fans either. But and those I'll, are the big sports classics that are coming up. Well, the U.S. Open is coming in the two weeks it's supposed to, uh, the week before and after Labor Day. But yeah. the Kentucky Derby, obviously, is usually the first week. And a, a lot of the top tennis uh, players are not going to be in New York. Some are, but a lot have decided not to play because of uh, – uh, the virus, they didn't want to travel. So right. uh, it's going to be an interesting tournament. Uh, some big names are there, but not everybody. So, so is it mostly Americans and a lot of the international didn't come over? Is that what's going uh, on? Uh, some of the internationals are here in the U.S., sir. Right. It, it's a combination, Chris, of who missed and who's there. So, okay. yeah. You know. All right. 
So let's get to baseball, and we got some uh, our standings, and and uh, then we're going to talk about trades because there have been some trades in the last uh, few days that we will and run coronavirus down. and <laughs> coronavirus. We will talk about that too, and uh, so we'll start with the standings, and we'll give you the scores, and we'll talk about that stuff. So the American League. Tampa Bay is now leading at tw- going into today. These are going into today's uh, games. Tampa Bay at twenty three and eleven. The Yankees uh, seventeen and thirteen are second. Now remember, the top two teams in each division would get in the playoffs right now, and then the t- next two in the league. So uh, you know, keep in mind as we go through. Toronto seventeen and fourteen is third. Baltimore fourteen and eighteen going in, and the Red Sox were eleven and twenty two. In the Central, Cleveland twenty one and twelve. Chicago White Sox twenty and thirteen, Minnesota twenty and fourteen, so they're good playoff contenders. Detroit fifteen and sixteen, Kansas City thirteen and twenty. So if you look at the, I would say in those first two divisions, I'd say Baltimore they lost again today. They're basically uh, falling out because remember we've only got like twenty seven or so games to go, about four weeks. So if you start getting three and four games behind a bunch of teams, you're you're really heading towards being out a lot sooner than you would in a regular season with 162 games. I think Baltimore's kind of out of it, and they made a trade today and indicated they were. Red Sox did, too. They're out of it. Uh, in the Central, I would say Kansas City is out of it. Detroit's almost out of it. Kansas City's definitely out of it. And Kansas City made a trade yesterday, so you would think right. that. Right, yeah. In the West, Oakland A's at 22-12, and 12, and as we say, the coronavirus finally came to the American League. I thought there was a special American League herd immunity or something going yeah. on, but we yeah. finally got it in the league. So uh, the A's are 22-12, and 12, Houston 19-14, and 14, Texas, uh, they're out of it at 12-20, and 20, Seattle's out of it at 13-22, and 22, Angels are out of it at 12-22. and 22. So you'll see a lot of players going to the National the Angels League. Have made, the Angels have made numerous trades. Right. Oh, so, uh, they must have made some more today, then. They did. <laughs> okay. okay. In the uh, National League in the East, we have the Braves at 18-14, and 14, Philadelphia 14-14. 14 14. They're playing tonight at the Sunday night game. Miami at 14-14 14 also. So they're tied for second right now, so that's important, although Miami did lose today. The Mets at 15 and 17, so they're still in the hunt. And Washington at 12 and 18, they're, they got some work to do. They're, they're, they're on the cusp. They're okay. They're in, but they're, they're, they're going to be soon out of it if they're not careful. In the Central, the Cubs are 19 and 14, Milwaukee 15 and 17, St. Louis 11 and 13. Hey, the Cardinals are hanging in there. They're not falling further yeah. behind in games played, so that's good, <laughs> good to see. Cincinnati 14 and 18, Pittsburgh's out of it at 19 and tw- 9 and 21, I should say. And in the West, we have the Dodgers at 25 and 10. They've really been the best team so far. The uh, entire year, yeah. Yes. San Diego 20 and 15. Uh, they're, they're a surprise. Colorado 17 and 16. San Francisco 16 and 19, playing better lately. Arizona 14 and 20. So and here's the scores for today. We had the in the first game. Uh, the doubleheader, because they had the 77-inning doubleheader. It went to eight innings, so therefore extra <laughs> innings. The Yankees beat the Mets 8-7, to seven, and they had to come from 7-2 deficit to tie it in the seventh, and, and then they, they won that it with in the two, eighth. I, I watched that game, Chris. They did that with two outs. They mm-hmm. had two outs, and they scored five runs to tie the game in the seventh. So. And do we have? Did the Yankees go on yes, to win that? Yes, the Yankees have won the second game five to two. That also took eight innings on yes. a Gary Sanchez grand slam. And while right. while we're doing this, Chris, the Braves are leading the Phillies in the bottom of the third, ten to one. Whoa. Oh my God! Okay, okay. well. 
All right. Well, the next thing that's going to come into Major League Baseball is the mercy rule. So that's almost been invoked oh, anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Then we get back to the regular scores. No doubleheaders here. Red Sox beat the uh, Nationals 9-5. to Tampa Bay over Miami 12-7. to St. Louis over Cleveland 7-2. to uh, Detroit beat Minnesota 3-2. to The uh, Cubs beat Cincinnati 10-1. to uh, the White Sox beat Kansas City five to two, and that was in ten innings on a walk-off three-run homer by the White Sox. Uh, and it Toronto was Luis. Beat- it was Luis Robert who hit the three-run homer, and that okay. was his first major league home run. By the well, way, that's the way to start. Yeah. Uh, Toronto over Baltimore six to five. San Diego beat Colorado thirteen to two. The Dodgers beat Texas seven to two. Pittsburgh over Milwaukee five to one. San Francisco beat Arizona four to one. Seattle beat the Angels two to one, and in ten innings. So there's your baseball scores. And now let's see if we can find some of these trades. They're kind of mixed up in all these. Okay, and they're not in any particular order. Uh, but the uh, Perry can uh, give some perspective on any of these if he wants to. The Angels first uh, traded Tommy Lastello to Oakland uh, for uh, for infielder Franklin uh, Barreto. Barreto, yeah. yes. Then Kansas City traded, uh, traded uh, Trevor uh, Rosenthal, Rosenthal to San Diego, uh, and then uh, we don't know who that was for. They got a couple of minor leaders. Couple prospects in return. Well, we need to quote our friend John, who the late John, uh, for, who's got Sports Lounge going, who said prospects are usually suspects, and then he's right. <laughs> about probably, I, I would love to know, you know, if you look at it. When you all these trades over the years, somebody could go into the uh, you know the, the sports memory uh, you know banks that they can keep and go back twenty years, thirty years, and see how many of these guys a ever made a major league roster or b uh, ever you know accomplished anything. You know, Elias, Elias Sports Bureau can do that. That's what that's right. Doing. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. I mean, we know about by the way, by the way, Mar- by the way, Marty, I see your hand. We'll get you as soon as we get through these trades here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, we know about um, what was it for the Red Sox when they got uh, Anderson? Uh, they traded uh, Bagwell to Houston. That's one that really uh, came out good for Houston. But you know, yeah. there's a, most of them just don't work that well. Okay, Mitch Morin, Moreland to San Diego, and uh, from the Red Sox for uh, two prospects. We got their names: Hudson Potts. Uh, he was a he was a, a first round choice in 15, in sixteen. He's an infielder, and uh, uh, what is it, Jason? Uh, Rosario, an outfielder who's a not he's a light hitter, but he's got speed apparently. So we'll see uh, if they get anything out of him. You know, apparently what Heim Bloom's attitude they were talking about this on on the EI today before the game is that he's always looking for people that they scout and they see if we work on this floor or that thing, you know, we can coach him up kind of thing. Well, maybe they can, maybe they can't, but that's how they go about it. Jose Martinez. I guess I guess it worked, uh, Chris, for the most part with the Rays. So maybe he's bringing it that. Did. It did. We'll see. And, you know, so Jose Martinez from Tampa Bay to the Cubs. And I guess the idea, Harry, is that he's got a good bat, not much of a he's fielder. Got, as I understand it, according to Jim Bowden, he's got a very good bat, but he, he cannot play the field. Right. No. And they've traded for players to a couple of players to be named later. Uh, Brett Phillips, an outfielder to Tampa Bay from Kansas City uh, for prospect. And uh, let's see. Then we have a couple more here. Tommy Malone, or the reliever from, uh, it's not Sam Malone. This is Tommy Malone. He's from a starter. Baltimore to uh, Atlanta. He, he's a starter. He's a starter. Oh, he's a starter. Oh, that's right. He and is. He's, yeah, pit, he's pitching tonight. It. And he's pitching tonight, by the way. He probably loves his run support. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. He wouldn't get that with the Orioles. Uh, from Baltimore to Atlanta. 
And then certainly the Braves needed uh, pitching because, you know, we, they had so many injuries early. A couple of players to be named later in that one. Uh, let's see. A uh, couple more. There's, I think, one, one more. You had one uh, that I hadn't heard about. What was that? Uh, Jason Castro to the Padres from the Angels. He's a catcher, uh-huh. and I'm not sure of the return. And then okay. we have Michael Givens to the Rockies from the Orioles. Not sure of that return either. He's an okay. outfielder, yeah. yeah. Taiwan Walker to Toronto uh, from uh, uh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle, okay. And uh, he pitched for Toronto yesterday, and he he pitched like six or seven innings, and so okay. they got an immediate return there. And he's a very good pitcher, so the Blue Jays got a good steal there. And I'm okay. glad he's out of my division. So yeah, and the the guy who came back on the uh, deal where uh, Michael Givens from uh, to Colorado from Colorado is Tyler Nevin, and he is the son of uh, Phil, Nevin, Phil Nevin, coach. Uh, be a former player Yankees. and coach for the Yankees. So yeah. that's that's the story on that. So really the big story and at least before we NBA do that game. before we do okay. that, Chris, oh, let's, yeah, Marty. Um, let's bring Marty. Marty, in. if you wanna hit uh, unmute on star six, we would hear you. And by the way, doesn't Marty have a fan club in Iowa? Marty does have a fan club. Oh, we gotta talk I, about that in a minute. Yeah. Are you with, are you with us, Marty? Okay. Maybe he's working. Okay. Well, when Marty unmutes, we'll be able to hear him. So yeah. Um, okay. So um, go, go ahead, Chris, and then when Marty okay, comes in, we'll so let him I talk. think. Well, what we wanted to get into right now was the boycotts. It all started in the NBA. Should we hit the, the cro- Chris? Sports. Should we hit the coronavirus first, since that's the easiest? Yeah. One? Oh, that's right. The yeah, baseball, yeah. of course, yeah. there's a coronavirus story in baseball, yeah. and I guess. No, Robert, have you heard anything more about this? With one of the yeah. A's that tested positive, right? No. Now uh, I am. I'm quite puzzled by this because. Uh, as I understand it, when you go on the road, when you're a baseball team, you are quarantined in your hotel, and the only the only place you can go is to the ballpark. Um, so, uh, you can if you send it past the compliance officer. Basically, you can go out and get food and stuff like that. Okay, but uh, so I'm shocked that well, we actually have a case on our team because, from what I understand from Bob Melvin. They have been very. The players have been very good about following all the, the protocols. Well, the problem you right, have, the problem you have, Robert, there is the players may have very well have been very good, but from what I am hearing, one thing that when you hear about the hotels, they were in uh, Houston, Houston, and yeah. the problem with being in hotels is you're closed up, and there. One thought that I have heard is it could be happening through the ventilation in some of the hotels. So the players may very well have done nothing wrong. So remember, too, they're not in bubbles. So what happens is they're not like at home. They're not living with just together and traveling together like that. They are with families and their families do things that maybe they shouldn't do or people that come that come in contact with them. Remember that one of the Cardinals got it, who infected more people. They had the guys that went out and did stuff they weren't supposed to. But one of them, too, was infected by somebody who who worked for one of the players. Right. So, yeah, you know, these are not they're not, you know, the NBA and the NHL are in bubbles. And that's why the NFL is thinking about it when they get to postseason and maybe having a, a few bubbles just to keep everybody now, safe. Now, one story, speaking of bubbles, that I have heard, and Marty is with us now. We'll get to him in just a second. One thing I have heard is in the last week of the season, they are thinking about actually quarantining the teams, and the playoffs are likely going to be done out of hubs, um, yeah, you know, a National League and an American League. But, but, they've, uh, talked about, they've talked about, like, the L.A. and 
LA and New York is what I've heard. Yeah. But uh, let's bring let's bring on let's bring on yeah, Marty here. And Marty, Marty, you do have an Iowa fan club. I got some feedback from people that I know that were listening last week, and they were big fans of yours. Like ten people, really? Tell me, uh, yeah, like, about ten people, <laughs> real people, real people. Real and, people and, and Marty, big, and Marty, big here's big in Iowa. Here, here's the thing. And Marty, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Your yeah. wife is supposed to be your fan, right? My wife, it was a Marty fan. Go ahead, Marty. We're just having fun a, with you. That's, a, that's, that's about nine more fans than I had on the radio. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, there you anyway. go. <laughs> All right, what, hey, what's up, Marty? In that Trevor Rosenthal deal with, with uh, San Diego, the player that went the other way was Edward Olivares. He's a uh, got some pop. He's had good success in the minor leagues, not a lot of success yet in the major leagues. I think he's hit about 185 so far with the Padres. And so they thought, you know, the Royals thought, hey, this guy looks pretty good. He's got some power, had some good minor league numbers. And so we'll we'll take him for Trevor Rosenthal. So that's and the, and, the Roy- and, the, and obviously, as we know, Marty, the Royals aren't going anywhere anyway. And the Padres, I mean, look at the National League. The only oh, team in goodness. the National League that's been eliminated really is the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah, else is still right. in it. Yep. Yeah, that that is right. Uh, one more question: If you, mm-hmm. I've got some stuff on Cliff Robinson here. If you want me to do that at the end, um, yeah, I wrote it. Oh, yeah, I on. even wrote it down. Yeah, come on. When so, we talk, we'll have some on Cliff Robinson. We definitely will. When we're talking about him. We we will start. And we yeah, we want you around for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I will. And Mar- and Marty, just for your knowledge, I'm going to leave you open. So anytime you want to talk, go ahead. So whenever, uh, All right. hey, when we, we, as a matter of fact, when we get ready for the death, we'll do Cliff Robinson first because he's the most prominent one. Uh, well, Lou Olson's pretty good, too, Lute but Olson. either way. Yeah. Lou Olson yeah. is a very yeah. good yeah. coach. Yeah, we okay. leave Marty open because we do not want to disappoint the fan club. That's correct. <laughs> now, we don't want to disappoint the 515 producer. Right. Well, no, here's one right off the wire, guys. So, so oh, I guess hold, the, wait, hold on. Oh, Bill, hang Bill, on. Bill. Go ahead, Bill. It went right off the wire, kind of. This trade's about to be done, according to, what's it, John Taman? John Heyman. Austin yeah. Nola from Seattle. He's a catcher. Going to go okay. to the Padres, it looks like, unless something falls through at the last second. Yeah. Well, the, okay. uh, the Padres just picked That's, up uh, Jason Castro. Have they, had, have they had injuries with their catchers? Or, or were their catcher, uh, or were their catchers that bad? production. Okay, so so the, so these two guys, Castro and Nola, may then be the catchers that they're going to use, and not the guys they had been using. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah. They've got uh, Mejia, who just is not hitting much, and then Austin Hedges, who's a really good defensive catcher, but he's not hitting very much either. So, um, yeah, Austin Nola is the guy that they're yeah. okay. talking about. There, All right. yeah. And, yeah, wow, okay. Well, you know, the San Diego Padres have not been in contention for a long time, but they're taking, they're they're running it to, for the hilt. They're they're doing it, doing as best they can to really improve and stuff. Well, and up, and, up and Chris, the way that Jim Bowden was saying it this morning is in the National League, if you get in, once you get in. It's a crapshoot. If you get in, anything's possible after that. Yep. It's it's That's only right. in the first round. It's only a three game series. So hypothetically, the Dodgers could win forty games per se, and in a three game series, if you lose two games, you're done. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. So I guess the big thing for the week and um, lead us to well, a okay, couple other now, baseball, <laughs> uh, a couple other baseball things. It okay. looks like the the Mets thing will will be finalized. Oh, I forgot uh, that story. 
Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be finalized tomorrow. It looks like the owner is going to be, the new owner will be Steve Cohen um, because everybody else has basically dropped out of the bidding. Okay. Uh, so now I, th- I think everything. I think the news conference will be held tomorrow, but I'm not sure when he'll when he officially. Uh, uh, is it, to take it, over. Won't, it won't be until after the season because right. it has to get owner approval. And speaking yeah. of the speaking of the Mets, they had, of course, another disaster. Oh yeah, a disaster is the Mets. The apparently the boycott that we're going to talk about in a minute um, happened on Thursday and Friday, really in baseball, and the commissioner and ownership of the Mets had had a conversation and. I don't know exactly what the gist of it was, and that, and that isn't that important. But basically, Brody Van Wagenen, their general manager, wasn't supposed to hear it and did and went out and commented on it. And uh, basically, yep. was he didn't say the same thing that the owner and the commissioner said. So he then had to apologize for his comments. Then the owners issued a statement basically throwing their GM under the bus. And apparently he's on such good standing that the Wilpons didn't even spell his name correctly. No, and, <laughs> and, um, and uh, the new owner, from what I hear from stations in New York that I listen to, the new owner has already made it very clear that he's going to make sweeping changes as soon as he's allowed to take over. So, Okay. But with the boy consulate, with baseball, tw- about 20 of the 30 teams – participated and it wasn't necessarily games that it wasn't as a both teams i know with the dodgers and the giants i listened to a little of their game on thursday uh mookie betts was gonna set sit out so his teammates then supported him and i think then the well, giants well if they're, when dodgers and giants set out wednesday but then understand, they i understand they, that so i'm just telling you how it happened on wednesday yeah they, yeah. He was going to do it, and his teammates then support him. And then after that, the Giants, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, the Mariners the Mariners, and the Padres set out, and it, a whole lot of other teams. Um, several the, the teams. and Astros did that, yeah. Correct. Yeah, the, the several, Red Sox, Jack, Jackie Bradley wanted to sit out, and uh, – and uh, you know that, and that kind of they were. The, he was the only uh, uh, Afro-American on, on the Red Sox, so uh, they then the Blue Jays agreed to do it too. No, and, not, and reason, not to make not to make light of the situation, Chris, but he may be on his way out too if he gets traded. That, but, yeah, that is correct. And the reason the reason you had some teams on Wednesday and some on Thursday was because it was after after the Bucks had already made their right. decision. So you saw your West Coast teams do it on Wednesday, and then some of the other teams say, okay, we're going to set out Thursday because some of them, like one of the games had already been underway when the Bucks made their boycott. Right. right. So, now, the but, some teams, the, the Cubs, for example, Jason Hayward sat out against the Tigers on Wednesday. Uh, David Ross said they probably would have done it, except there was no way to get that game made up. And if, and yeah. obviously, if there's no way to make up the game, you don't want to, you know, yeah. put yourself in a situation That's, to where you could lose by one game. That's right. And other, yeah, basically, the way this all started with the boycott is it's really interesting, and it kind of maybe wasn't as united as what a lot of people were thinking originally, because. Remember, the Orlando Magic were on the floor warming up for the game against Milwaukee, and the Bucks did not come out. They didn't didn't come out, and then all of a sudden they said, hey, we're boycotting, and then the players from the other two games are like, well, wait a minute. I guess we're going to look bad. We need to boycott, and then they scheduled a team meeting at – you know, that night, 
to decide what are we going to do. So apparently the Bucks did not report this to the Players Association or the league. But then at that time they went, they got on a conference call with the Attorney General of Wisconsin, the District Attorney in in Waukesha, uh, Kenosha. 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 And then the lieutenant governor in Wisconsin and the attorney general said, he kind of took a little bit of a dig. He said, hey, I've had more cooperation with the Milwaukee Bucks than I did with the, uh, you know, with the, my state house leader and state senate leader. He That's said, right, I had because more there's a real partisan divide. This is a problem about legislation in Wisconsin and stuff. In other states, it's been, you know, a lot of things have been gone through about police reform. It's going to be tough because you've got, it goes back to the recall election and all that's very partisan in Wisconsin. So it's going to but, be a tough sledding there. So that's but then of course, I understand. Go ahead, Marty. Go ahead, Marty. I was going to say, what I understand, you know, it was kind of reported early on LeBron James wanted to quit and not play. And yeah, that I'm was not the case. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, not I'm the not... case. He, he, was, he was mad because the Bucks didn't communicate. And yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah really he was. Mad, he was mad off. at the Bucks. Him, him, and Chris Paul. Him and Chris Paul was really upset at the Bucks, and it caused a lot of tension. And apparently, that meeting that night, they took an initial vote. The Lakers and Clippers, Lakers and Clippers, they voted to to go ahead and go home. Everybody else said, "No, we're going to stay." But it, a lot of that was because he was LeBron, and you know, he was mad. Like I said, he was mad at the Bucks. Chris Paul was, and Chris Paul is the president of the Players Association. He's the player president. They have, you know, another advisor. So they went. They did that. Then the, the NHL played that night. Yeah, they played that night. But however, they boycotted Thursday and Friday. Uh, but Thursday morning, the NBA players had a meeting. The owners also scheduled a meeting at the same time. And the players said, you know what, we're going to play Jalen Brown. I got the name right. Hey, All right, there we go. Jalen Brown of the Celtics said, I'm going to, you know what, you guys, if you boycott, if you guys boycott, what are you going to do? You're just going to go sit home and play Xbox? Are you going to get out like I did when I went to Atlanta? Yeah, you went down to Atlanta, actually, right. Yep. Protested. Yeah. So he said, and I think you, the you, highlight, you know, the, the thing that will be remembered about all of this is the Doc Rivers soundbite. You know, here, here yeah. we love America, and America doesn't love us back. Doc Rivers, of course, he coached here. He's, he's been on TN, you know, he was on Color Man on TV, coach of the Clippers now. He is a very articulate man. He's a very smart man. And he really, over the years, has hit these things right on the head. And I thought what he said was, was that's the soundbite that will, you know, will come back. I think somebody said on MSNBC, which I watch, they said that could be one of those things like the iconic, you know, things that people say that could last forever out of all of this stuff. And, you, you and know, he did that great. on Tuesday night. He did it on Tuesday after yes. their game against the Mavericks, after their blowout yep. against the Mavericks. But, yeah, it was it was pretty well. And then so basically they they met and they all decided – Okay, we're going to. Hold on a second. Yeah. They, they met the owner. The owners came up with some stuff, and they said we're going to make voting. We're going to open our arenas if we can up to for voting. We're also going to create a social justice uh, commission, where you know meeting mm-hmm. with two players from each team involved while they're in the bubble. Plus, to, plus they're going to meet with the owners, and they're going to do stuff in the community. They want to. Uh, basically discourage riots because let's just say most of the players did not 
what to boycott. There was talk of Boston and Toronto. Yeah, they it. were thinking about it. Yep. But Milwaukee actually did it. And like I said, most players were like, we make more of a difference here. And somebody pointed out, several million people saw what Doc Rivers said between watching after the game or seeing it on the Sports Center or wherever. If he had gone on Facebook or Twitter, maybe a few thousand would have seen it. Well, it's it been on national news. I mean, he was on CBS and MSNBC. It's on a, That bite, that sound bite, was the one that came out, you know, all over yeah. everywhere. So everybody heard that for the next Yeah, time. where if, he, if, they had not, if they had just been at home, who, you know, it yeah. may not have got... No, that's why that's why the NFL and baseball did such a crazy thing because their boycotts and of course now how many teams actually boycotted practice? Did we ever get a final uh, total in the NFL? It was about half. It was about half. I think it was about half the teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I mean, the 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 question is, and I think the biggest question, and you know, then we we probably need to go to a break pretty soon, but we we do. The biggest question is, did it did it do any good? Will it will it you know? Should this happen, you know, or not? Now, the the, que- the thing is, there are things, and I was thinking about this. You never hear about this anymore, but in Europe, they have what are called general strikes. Something happens in the news or something really bad, and everybody will go out for a day and not work or whatever, and, you know, uh, in commemoration of this. I mean, I think it, it it gets more attention, but, you know, it may become kind of a standardized thing like, like school shootings, like, oh, we, we hate school shootings. We need gun reform. Back to the next uh, issue again. We've moved on. You know, you, this this got everybody's attention. Will it keep the, will it keep the attention, and will people follow through? That's the big question. Here's the th- and here's the thing too, though, and I'll I'll hit this, and then we'll go to break and come back, yeah. and then we'll give you NBA results, real real scores and stuff. Um, yeah. But Jackie Robinson's family put out a statement that said uh, Jackie Robinson did not support boycotts. He believed in playing, not boycotting. And, and they also met. They talked on Zoom with Jacob Blake's family. He, they, the mother encouraged them to play. The mother. She's a very like articulate they, woman. I really like her. She's yeah. amazing. And she they certainly were is. Not, they were not real. Like I said, they were not really into it. But it was the you know, Milwaukee Bucks were like they. They kind of got backed into it because most teams, like I said, they wanted to do it. And I, I wonder, you know, how much. I think it did get a little bit of dialogue and attention. And yep. I think people on all the sides. Are ta- people on different sides are talking to each other about this. I think, I think the NBA, could- and we always do this, the NBA came out looking good out of this, I think, as a league who thought about it, worked it through, the owners uh, stepped up, the players stepped up, the NHL and- was a bit, a, bit, a bit of a me too because they don't have that many black athletes, and baseball and football look goofy, you know. As yeah, well, base- well, okay, with football, in all fairness, it was, I mean, we don't know. I mean, what they did and didn't do outside of practice, they may have had practice. Because a lot of colleges, University of Texas canceled practice, but what they did, they had a dialogue about what's going on. And several other colleges across the country did the same thing. So we don't know what those NFL teams did. I think they went home and played Xbox. Probably yeah, they well, did. That's my but I know, but I know, what, I know what we're going to do. Let's go to break, then we'll we're come back and give you some scores. Yep. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. 
Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. And we're back. Chris, we do have some some results. Okay, real quickly on the boycott, let me get these a couple more things that did happen. The PGA Tour, several uh, golfers delayed their tee times by seven minutes as a statement on Thursday. And Malaya Hosaka, the young, hot tennis player, I mean, hot as far as good. I mean, I guess she's not. She's, she's underage, so we're not supposed to. She's underage, oh so God. can't. Oh, you know. we better but, not be going there. Yeah. No, she, she, uh, you know, took, you know, left the court in silence. I mean, oh, she just you, glad. Uh, you're talking about Naomi Osaka, and she's not Naomi underage. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, she's not oh, she's underage. Not, no. Oh, I thought she was underage. Too. No, okay, no. But I knew, okay. yeah, Naomi Osaka, she she took she boycotted. Yeah, we're ready for the U.S. Open. We we know what we're talking about. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're big tennis people here. But yeah, no, my they, te- my te- I will tell you my tennis tour. knowledge my tennis knowledge is very not and really major, big. Major League Soccer mm-hmm. also postponed games, and so did the WNBA. But okay. like with Major League Baseball, I mean, yeah, they did whatever, but they say, oh, it's the black issue or whatever. But remember, Major League Baseball only has 8% African-American. Correct. And 20 yeah. teams. If this had been the took- 60s. If there had been a boycott in the 60s or whatever, that would have been a whole lot of, uh, yeah, that was a much bigger percentage of, but black players have moved on. You know, it's the demographics, and black players have moved on to basketball and football. They're not but, playing baseball. And yeah. 20, te- tw- you had, like I said, you had 20 teams overall, but you had players from every team that were involved. So I got to come in, you got to give them, you know, credit that they said, hey, we're behind you, and hockey, of course, is even less African. There are, there are. But I, as I said at the time, I think the reason they did it was it was uh, Gary Bettman, you know, uh, of course, was a protege of David Stern, and I think he just felt it was the appropriate thing to do. And uh, they would have looked even, really weird if, if everybody else was taking some action, they didn't do anything. So there's even some that right. said if David Stern were commissioner, he would have stopped and said, no, we're not boycotting. He would have probably said, hey, the business is more, you know, but we don't know. 
We don't. Anyway, we don't but the result, but the results, Chris, are like this. What? They are. Okay. Well, first, we need to catch up where we were last week, because after all, it's a weekly show. Miami went on and swept uh, the Indiana Pacers four games to none. That hadn't happened Sorry, yet. Sorry, Bill. And we, knew, yeah. and we knew about the Celtics having moved on to the uh, second round by beating the Sixers four games to none. So right. then we got uh, back to action that we're going to cover here for the weekend. And on Saturday, we had Milwaukee beat Orlando 118-104. to 104. So Milwaukee swept that. Uh, no, beat, uh, beat Orlando four games to one to move into the second round in the East. So Milwaukee will face Miami. And then Houston beat Oklahoma City uh, last night, 114-80. to 80. They pounded them. And so yeah. that means Houston is up three games to two. And uh, game six will be uh, tomorrow around what time, do you think? Uh, All right, 8, 8.30. It's 8 or 8.30. 8 or 8.30 tomorrow night. Uh, Eastern. Eastern time. We had the yeah, yeah we had the Lakers beat Portland one thirty one to one twenty two. Now David USF sent a message and said that's the first playoff series the Lakers had won in eight years. Wow, yeah, I think, I think that's probably yeah, correct. That is right. Yeah, wow, right. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And you know, Damian Lillard was out for Portland, and the fact that they still played and hung in there yeah. with him out. Yeah. So, but they the Lakers won that series four games to one. So they'll move on to the next round. And then the games today, the Celtics and Toronto started the next round, and the Celtics beat Toronto one twelve to ninety four. And uh, and as I understand it, the, Chris, and as I understand it, Chris, the game really was not that close. Yeah, no, the Celtics no. took a nineteen point lead. The closest Toronto got was nine. The Celtics got it back up to twenty four. The thing is that they. Um, Beware of the early blowout. Last year, the Celtics swept Indiana, won the first game easily in Milwaukee, and didn't win again. So, uh, you know, you just have to say, hey, it's great, but it's one game, and you got to move on and, and uh, so forth. There were a lot of turnovers. That's what uh, is going to be uh, focused on, I'm sure, by uh, Brad Stevens until Tuesday's game, which will probably be about 5.30, they tell us, on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Boston uh, is up one game to none, and the Clippers did eliminate Dallas, one eleven to yes. ninety seven. So that's uh, but Luka and it wasn't Dante, even that close. Luka Doncic no, scored thirty eight points for for the Mavericks, though. So yeah, he and, went out yeah. uh, with his head held high, and that's four games to two. And tonight we have uh, leading three games to two are the Utah Jazz, and they're uh, just get underway right about now with the Denver Nuggets. So we'll see how that goes. They could move on. So you could have on Tuesday, the Celtics will play in one game against Toronto game two. You will either have Utah uh, playing the Clippers if they win tonight or Utah playing a seventh game against Denver if they lose tonight. So that Utah will be playing somebody on Tuesday, whether it's the Clippers or Denver, we don't really know. But uh, right. And then uh, for a couple of other things that happened in the NBA, we had a couple of firings of the swept coaches. Two of the swept coaches got fired. Uh, Nate McMillan with Indiana and um, – uh, Brett let's see, Brown. Brett Brown for the Sixers. Brett Brown are the Sixers. And so, so Bill, what's your feeling about the Nate McMillan thing? Have you heard anything about that as far as, A, who they might try to bring in, and, B, uh, how do people in, in the, the area feel about him having been let go? Bill? Oh. Oh. Sorry, what did you say? I'm, I was doing the break. Okay, just ask you about the Brett Brown uh, firing. No, the, the uh, Nate, 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 Nate McMillan firing? Nate McMillan. Oh. Yeah. Just whether pe- how people felt about it and who uh, the, what the prospects are, who the, the Pacers might bring in. Uh, the coach from Houston, perhaps if he is free at the end of the year. Uh, he's was, the leading candidate, by the way, right, Mike it was, uh, yes. it, was, it was pretty much 50-50, but it came down to some serious disfaction or of players who were very dissatisfied yeah. 
And right. that's what it came to, and it came down to bottom results. You've you've been in this many playoffs, and you've not won a playoff game in nine games. So that's yeah. what it got down to. That's okay. exactly it. All right. So, so now, so now who, just so that people kind of keep track, the Pacers are looking for a coach. The we know are. the Bulls are looking for a coach. Some of that and, may depend. Yeah. Some of that may depend upon what they do the rest of the way, too. Right. Yeah, right. And <laughs> okay. okay. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, guys. Go ahead, Bill. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to defer to Marty. Oh, go ahead, Marty. Yeah, I say Houston's not looking bad right now, though. My God, no, no, I mean, not, they're, not uh, right now. they're giving no. Oklahoma City all they can but handle. Before the, out loud. Yeah, before the playoffs, they were looking at if D'Antoni didn't do something in the playoffs because uh, uh, what's it? Tillman for Cheetah wasn't real happy with him because of playoffs. But if they do well, then they have to keep him. But if he's avail- if he is available, New Orleans and Indiana both want it. That's correct. How about that okay. little ra- how about that little round puck, Chris? The puck, yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, we got back uh, got back to hockey action yesterday, and the first thing that happened was Tampa Bay beat the Bruins three to one. So Tampa Bay leads that series three games to one, and Game Five will be played tomorrow night. So the Bruins uh, they won again. Uh, beware of these things. They won that first game and won it uh, fairly easily last Sunday night, but they've lost the next three. So uh, and they got Chris, shelled like, seven like, to one. Like I ta- like I talked about last week, I. I think when you throw the backup goalie and you make him the starting goalie, you're seeing the results. I, I, uh, you know, I think a lot of people in Boston are going to have real issue with with their number one goalie just walking out on their team. Yeah, it, it really, and I don't know what his contract situation is coming up, but they're going to have to think about that um, yeah. because, yeah, they're, they're, you know, I think the team was okay with it and the management and the players, but the fans are. No, uh, you, happy. you you can't do something like that in Boston. Boston takes their hockey very seriously. It might be number four in the city, but the the Bruin fans are quite vocal. So, well, if the Red Sox aren't careful, they'll be number four in the city. Yeah. Really. They're, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. The Islanders beat Philadelphia three games. I mean, three to one. <laughs> Excuse me. So they're up two games to one. They're playing right now. They would have just started around eight o'clock That's Eastern correct. in Game Four. Uh, then we have so they're up two games to one. The Vegas Golden Knights beat Vancouver and uh, three nothing. So and, the uh, Knights and, took a two to one lead on that series. And they play tonight. So they do after the Islanders game. And that's correct. And now and, the, uh, last and Dallas day, is and Dallas has beat Colorado five to three. By the way, oh the Colorado came back. It was three nothing. So that means that Dallas leads uh, that series two games to one. And game four, their back to back will be tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, Tomorrow we'll have the Bruins at 7 o'clock with Game 5 against Tampa Bay, and then uh, followed by uh, Dallas and Colorado uh, for Game 5 at, at about 945. 9.45. Yeah. Or Game yeah. 4, I'm sorry. Yeah. Game 4 for game Dallas four. and Colorado. Yeah. Right. So that's basically it in, in the NHL. 
So I guess we can do the miscellaneous stuff. Let's see. We've covered some of it anyway. We've got a lot of that baseball out of the way, of course. I suppose we can hit the college. We have some college football to hit. Yeah, right. we college and some NFL, but yeah, college. So what is the big ten? Who won that game last night? Who, who won the uh, Central uh, Arkansas Austin P game last night? I really don't Anybody know. I don't know. That, okay. that, that is the, the way, weirdest that situation. Fans. Yeah, that was the weirdest situation because both of their conferences have canceled, but the conferences have told them since they're FCS schools. They can play individual games to go get that payday, but they didn't play a payday game. They played against no. each other. I'm thinking, I'd cancel yeah. my game against that. I'd be going waiting to get that, that paycheck game to fund my to yeah. fund my program. Maybe they couldn't, so they just said. So they're playing one game against each other, and then I think both of them may have another game down the uh, line. Of what Central Arkansas, games by the I way, know Central did, Arkansas does. Central Arkansas did win that game last night, 24-17. to 17. Okay. okay. Sounds like a pretty pretty close game. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So so uh, all right. So Sean, we had uh, a lot. Of, you know, in the week of uh, the Big Ten, of course, it wasn't an easy time for the commissioner. So what happened to him this week? Well, first of all, eight Nebraska players and their parents filed a lawsuit in federal court in Omaha. I believe, or in court in Omaha. I'm not going to say if it's federal. I know they filed it in. In court in Omaha. I believe it is federal court. Yeah, because okay. it's interstate, okay. so it would be federal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it would be federal. So they filed saying that they wanted the Big Ten to reinstate their season, saying that they were not given sufficient evidence on why they were canceling. There wasn't documentation or on anything. There wasn't, uh, you know, unlike the Pac-12, who was very transparent about why they were postponing and what they saw, the Big Ten had very similar uh, medical information to the Big 12, and there was an informal vote, which reported, Dan Patrick reported, and others were saying it was 12 to 2, but then there was no record of the quote-unquote formal vote on how many posts, you know, how many did it. Plus, it was when this vote, when this cancellation happened, it was six days after they introduced their schedule. Kevin Warren just kind of went, so it's a it's a mess of a lawsuit, but then that's not even the crazier thing in the Big Ten. The Big Ten now, because of this lawsuit, is thinking about playing games in 2020. Remember, they were originally going to look at playing in the spring of 21. Now they're talking sometime in November, doing an eight-game schedule. Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and they're yeah starting Thanksgiving weekend. Well, I've heard Thanksgiving weekend. I've also heard uh, earlier too, but they're also talking about. Doing it in domes like St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, Detroit, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Maybe using yeah. Miller Park if they have to, because it's a retractable roof. But they're they're talking about this now. So I'm going. Okay, does the Big Ten know what they're doing? I mean, no. And no, they, they don't. haven't communicated with the other power fives. <laughs> yeah, really I mean, we laughed at MLB when when they had a new plan every day. But the Big Ten is is out outstripping the MLB. You know, they look foolish. But the ML the Big Ten, they've got like three or four plans on the table at the same time. Yeah. They've also got the situation where the playoffs have announced the folks who run the playoffs that hey. The three, the three power conferences and whoever else, AAC, USA, uh, whatever, yeah. Conference USA, they're going to have a uh, – they're going to pick the four teams on the uh, 20th of December and go from there. Yeah. And the Big Ten will never be ready. They won't have enough games played, and uh, they're just – they're going to be out. 
Well, yeah, and, and, the, the and the playoffs and the playoffs have already said they are not delaying. So if you don't play when you're supposed to play, they have said they are not yeah. delaying just because of the Big Ten yeah. and the Pac-12. The very first, the very first rankings for the college football playoff committee comes out uh, November 17th before right. they would play on Thanksgiving weekend. Now, and the Big and you Ten know what? Really and let's be honest, you know one of the reasons that they're thinking about Thanksgiving weekend, right? Because they want to. They want to get these. Uh, they want to get the Michigan Ohio State game, which is normally played that weekend. They want that to be played. Yes, yeah, and they want. And and they didn't even communicate with the Pac-12, from what I understand. They, they just did not. Sort of, they did not. No. No, they did not. They just did. They're missing Jim Delaney big time. Is what. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people in the you know in the media around here in the Midwest say that. This guy is probably not going to be long for a commissioner job. Yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing too that that you know that you you the proof would be in the pudding. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in this country. With uh, you know, I've heard now there are more spikes in the Midwest, for example, than uh, the you know we've had it in the Northeast. The and spikes the in the Midwest, Chris, are coming with. I mean, we know why they're coming. There are spikes here, yes. And they're coming because kids are coming back to school, and that's right. Do it. They're doing what kids do. They party and all that stuff. And I mean, right. let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we were nineteen or twenty, we'd probably be ten feet tall and bulletproof, just like so they the are. Que- the question well, is, like, by November first. But what I'm saying is, by November first, he may look smarter than everybody else because he, he hypothetically, he hypothetically could. Yeah, we don't or, know. But like some players have even said, hey, we're pro- and some teams have said we're probably safer here because if we stay in our dorm rooms. But these conferences, they're going back home, and then they're going to come back, and no telling what they get. That's if, if the one goes. thing that I keep hearing is the players are saying, you know, being in football where you probably have a curfew and you probably have this or that, you are probably yeah. safer than just being in the dorm rooms partying with the other kids. Right. Right. Yeah. So we did have some discussion of college basketball, and there were some uh, scenarios thrown out there, right, Sean? Yes, we did. All right. Starting dates. College basketball is normally was supposed to schedule to start November 10th. So they threw out these dates to possibly start November 10th, if they can, November 20th, November 25th, or December 4th. Now, the big things that bring in the ratings for the college basketball tournaments, especially well, college basketball, there's these. You know, these big tournaments, that's the big non-conference stuff. And you have conference play in the course of March Madness. But those are the big concerns because you have the Maui Invitational, Battle for Atlantis, you know, which is in Bahamas. I think they got that one in Cancun that goes yep. on. Uh, and do they, do, do they still have the Great Alaska Shootout? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. So Yes, they do. They have all those that go on, but there's talk of – Maybe still having some of these tournaments. The Maui Invitational, well, Stanford was supposed to be in it. That Craig White used that as an example because Texas was supposed to play Stanford in the Maui. But Stanford, the Pac-12, was not starting any sports until January 1st. So they would, there's talk of moving that to somewhere like Anaheim. It would, you know, it would be the Maui Invitational in Anaheim or something. And moving the Bahamas to maybe Orlando or somewhere like that and you know, Cancun, they'd find a place for it. That way they can still have these tournaments, but they have all these different dates based on what is going on. And they're going to meet in mid-September and see how things are going. They have, a, I think, the 14th, 15th, and 16th, they have a big NCAA meeting about discussing 
what will happen there. And like I said, we want to remind you the difference with basketball and football. The NCAA has a little more say in basketball. They don't have much on when they play in football. And remember, and remember what we report to you. And I mean, we only report what we hear, what we report to you with coronavirus. It is what we report is fact today, two weeks from now, could be totally different. It seems. Two hours it seems from now, it could be. No, it seems like though, if you if you kind of go by what you've seen, it your numbers kind of spike for about four weeks and then they dramatically drop. It seems like yeah, that's what then, happens. But then it moves to another part of the country, and that's where the spike Correct. seems to be. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, any given time. But, but yeah, what we don't know we is that the business about when we get to the fall and winter, how it's going to dovetail with the flu and the, you know yeah. the the medical uh, situation for the whole country at that point. And we so don't and we don't know yet. You know, would there be some sort of treatment? Would there be a vaccine? We don't know any of that. Right. Those answers either. That's right. Okay, so I think and we're, we should, we're well, NFL. Oh, the NFL. Not okay. a whole lot on the NFL. No. I can really think of now. Earl Thomas. We talked about that last week. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't think there was yeah. any big NFL news this week. Uh, no, be, no, because a lot of players, if a lot of teams are just practicing, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, um, it sounds like the, it sounds today, like though, the, it's. Uh, we'll get okay, Robert. We'll get to that in just a second. Right. It sounds like from what you hear, though, it's all going well with the Chiefs again, though. Yeah, yeah. And, so what okay. was the trade, Robert? I, I did um, not hear. Now I can't pronounce this guy's name. Uh, he's the big defensive end from Jacksonville uh, in Guacque. He was traded from Jacksonville to Minnesota for draft choices, and he had to take a pay cut to fit underneath Minnesota's salary cap because his franchise tag was going to be for seventeen point eight million dollars, and he's going down to thirteen million, thirteen point something to fit for the Vikings salary cap. So they picked him up today. Yeah. So um, everybody, that, everybody, that's, everybody that's pretty much asked for a trade this off season has pretty much gotten now, their wishes. And, and of course, hard knocks is going on Rams and chargers, the social right. distance, you know, the LA hard knocks is going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's had a chance and to it, see that. I and it does not sound like at least from what we hear for the next few months that there will be any fans especially i know i've heard sofi stadium will not have fans and neither nope. when neither nope. will the neither will the stadium in vegas the raiders have announced that they're not going to have fans yeah, New York there, will be, have fans. there will be no 12th man when the patriots go to seattle on the 27th of right. uh, september there will be no 12th man there or 20th september right. whatever it is yeah so yeah there won't be any fans here so that pretty much have- none none in green bay now, right am, am i correct am i correct uh sean that uh, jerry is still saying he's going to have some he, oh, Jerry thinks he says, "Hey, the state allows me to have fifty percent. I'm gonna get fifty percent of my state." Yeah, right. yeah. But did I? Did, I but, thought I heard. <laughs> I thought I thought I heard Governor Abbott say the other day that it's not fifty; it's actually twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's they've allowed fifty. Yeah, they they were saying fifty at, but I think because. He's not. That's not really an in an outdoor stadium. It is, but it isn't. That's why he's saying twenty five. I think is he's trying because Reliant Stadium, Houston's talking maybe fifteen to twenty, maybe twenty uh, percent is what Houston's talking about with theirs. So, so stay, I guess and, what we would what we would tell you is stay tuned to your local information on what your team is going to do. Right. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna attempt to predict NFL next week because remember a week from Thursday is the first yeah. game with That's Kansas right. So we'll give it a you try. know and, and this year with not having any preseason or any real look at anything, 
predictions are not going to be as easy as they normal, you know, sometimes no, uh, are. Our, our predictions are probably going to look awful, but who knows? Well, okay. So I think uh, we're ready to move into the deaths, and we only have three that we want to talk about. And I know Marty had some stuff he wanted to say about Cliff Robinson, then we can talk about him for a little while, and then we'll do the other two that we have. So what do what you, you want to say to us, Marty? All right. Uh, Cliff Robinson, uh, born December 16th, 1966, born in Buffalo, New York, played at UConn in the early days of Jim Calhoun from 85 yep. to 89. He led him to an NIT championship in 88. Uh, and, of course, they did a lot more later, but uh, Cliff got there in the early days. He played for the Trailblazers, led them to the NBA Finals in 90 and 92, was the NBA Sixth Man Award winner in 93, was uh, his low and all-star appearance was in 94. Uh, when he played for the Blazers, he played in 461 consecutive games, which is still a team record. Uh, he played in 1,380 NBA games, which is in the top 15, by the way. Wow. Um, along, with, along with the Blazers, he played for Phoenix, Detroit, Golden State, and the Nets. And uh, no cause was given for his death, except uh, he did suffer a stroke about two and a half years ago. Wow. So that, that, that is a, that is a first-class obituary. That is right there with what David uh, would have uh, had me yeah, saying. That is very good. Yeah, well, you, you took care David, of it. You took care of He was on those teams with Terry Porter, yet Clyde yeah. Drexler, yeah. Uh, Kevin yeah. Duckworth was on some of those. And That's yeah. right. Yeah. They played really Detroit in 90 and then the Bulls in 92. Uh, 92, so, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's and right. really, what's interesting, they, the Blazers, they've had like three big men die at a young age. You had Cliff Robinson, Kevin Duckworth, and there was a third one. Uh, yeah, the, a couple. Uh, was it Jerome Kersey? Yes. Yeah, it was Jerome yeah. Kersey. Yeah. yeah. And all, I mean, that that team was a monster team back in the 90s, man, with, yep. that, with that. But three of them have passed. At an early yeah. age, it's just really yeah. hot. Okay, but no, that's a good job. Uh, so we won't have to really worry about that next week uh, when yeah. David comes back. But he can. Uh, Doug, we're not discouraging David from putting it in for the for the group. But uh, you know, I think we're I think we're good unless there's something really special uh, in there. David, that, uh, David will probably find more stuff that Marty didn't have. He, he will, know, but know. whether we'll we'll see. He basically got the highlights, so we'll see if we need to put any in or not. But okay. then we have the other two deaths. Lute Olson, a very famous coach, 85 oh, years old. Yeah. High school yep. coach from 56 through 69, and then the head of Long Beach Community College from 69 through 73, then Long Beach State, 73, 74, Iowa, 74 through 83 before Perry's time, but he was the uh, Iowa no, coach. I, I, rem- I remember those days, Chris, because and, – and we would remember uh, two of the analysts that we hear – uh, Bobby Hansen for the University of Iowa and Kevin Boyle for Northern Iowa, and I know you've heard them both. Yeah, they were they went to the Final Four with the Hawkeyes when Lute Olson went in 1980. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, so they he, were in the Final Four. He was there 74 through 83, then Arizona from 83 through oh 2008, and his coaching yeah. record was 781 wins and 280 losses. Quite a good record. Uh, he was oh, a big yeah. Big Ten Coach of the Year in '79. So that. Uh, that, that's funny that it was 79 because that was Michigan State's uh, big year. I, th- but, I think uh, it's 79, but would have been led into the 80 maybe final the 79, four. 80 season. Because okay. that's the year. And, and the big name, of course, on that player. I mean, we, we all know Hanson and Boyle because we hear them on the radio, yeah. and, and I remember them as players. But right. Ronnie, Ronnie Lester was the big name on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but it went to the Bulls, I it, think. Yep. And then it was Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, he had. Uh, Steve Kerr, Sean Elliott, uh, mm-hmm. let me see who, 
book. And I think of those big battles. That, Tom I mean, it was the back and forth Kentucky. Uh, yeah, Arizona Tom Tobel was kids. there. You're right, Marty. And so was Damon Stoudemire. And, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, Lou Olson sent a lot of players to the NBA. Yeah, he had seven uh, Pac-10 uh, coaches of the year. Uh, things They were always up there in the, in the Pac-10. And, and then – he was named to the Basketball Hall of Fame in '02 and the uh, College Basketball in '06. So, and, and, and of uh, course, he won the NCAA title in '97. '97, so. beating yes. Kentucky. Kentucky. And yeah. He he, uh, he suffered a stroke in uh, 2019. It was hospice care early yeah. in the year, right. and uh, then they died. Uh, you know, just a few days ago. So that was it. And for the Google. joke was that him and. Kentucky, Arizona probably would have played three times, but Rick Majerus stepped in there in 98, kind of messed that one up with Utah yeah. <laughs> against Kentucky. But, yeah, the Kentucky and Arizona, man, they, they had some battles there in those Final and, Fours and those championships. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, people, mm-hmm. and people here still, even today, people still love Lute Olson. Oh, yeah. okay. My dad, my dad went and saw him speak at a clinic in the mid-'80s. He came uh-huh. at a coach's clinic, and he was very – friendly. He sat and talked with any coach that was interested about strategies and plays and he would ask about their play. You know, he would he was just he he stayed for a good two hours after his session was over. Well and, wow. and one of the one of the players that played on that uh team, Kenny Arnold, he had a lot of health issues and the players and, and you know people like that would do things you know, to help him financially yeah. and, and whatever else. And uh, Ludo, uh, Bobby Hansen said Lute Olson was always there. You know, once if you played for him, he, he you were his ally and you were his kid. And, and Bobby mm-hmm. said, you, yeah. you just love the guy. Okay. And there the last, was a, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There was a really good article in the San Francisco Chronicle. I think it was yesterday's about Lute Olson and Steve Kerr. Oh yeah. And, that was, I, mean, I read that article. That was a tremendous yeah. article uh, because and, Steve went went there after his father got assassinated, and yeah, in, his, in Lebanon, yeah. And uh, Steve said that Lou Olson was the one that helped him, uh, basically, uh, you know, carry on with his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, said, "Hey, come stay, come stay at our house for a few days, man. You know, come come right. stay at our house. Which, oh, you know, that's one thing a coach, you know, opening his home to you. You know, that yeah, that's great. No kids. Okay, and the Sean other." Elliott. Yeah, go ahead. Sean Elliott talked very highly about him, about El- about him in this extended, you know, on mm-hmm. several interviews. So. Okay. Yep. The other, the other death, not a significant, but one of these, one of these guys, you know, we we mentioned him last week, so we got to do this. Remy Hermoso. He was seventy-two years old. He's from was from Venezuela. He uh, played eleven games for the Braves in '67. He played twenty-eight games for the Montreal Expos in '69. So an original. Part of the original Expo team. I don't know if he was there opening yeah. day, but anyway, an original Expo. Four in 70 for the Expo. 48 for Cleveland in 74. That was his big uh, chance. 91 games for the whole uh, his whole career. He hit 211, three doubles, one triple, no home runs, and eight RBIs. So, see, Dwayne Kuyper did beat somebody in home runs, and that was, uh, <laughs> that was just that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. He played a few more games, though. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, and then in the minors, he was a little better, though. He played uh, there from 67 through 75 off and on. And uh, he had uh, 263, uh, 774 games. He had three home runs on the minors. How about that? 735 hits and 77 uh, doubles and 14 triples. He kind of looks like a sort of a speed guy, utility kind of guy, whatever. 
But, uh, you know, it, there were guys, and we say this every week, there were guys that, that were minor leaguers, AAA uh, level, and could do very well there. And then you get them in the majors and uh, just not. That's what we talk about going uh, circling back to what we talked about earlier. You know, you get these guys. You know, two two prospects here, three prospects well, there. Well, actually, they were ta- they were talking about that, Chris, on the front office this morning. Uh, Perry must have been listening the same time I was, because uh, both Jim said that because of there's no minor league season this year, uh, and we don't know about what the status is going to be next year, it's going to be hard for teams to evaluate players right. to make trades in the future so because some of these correct. things are going to look wonderful and some of them are going to be, look really stupid and and, yeah. by, and, by the, and by the way chris just so that people can kind of keep up the trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m eastern yes. and if you have sirius xm they will cover the trade deadline all day they will yeah. okay i've well, got something else for that you. i know of that we have hold on hold on bill go ahead i just something when you mentioned baseball and baseball trades i've got jim bowden's players that he projects could be moved on. How okay. many of these do you think okay. will be right? Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Lance right. Lynn, Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mike Clevenger, Cleveland Indians. Who, who was that one, Bill? Mike, Mike Clevenger. I have, I have heard rumors that, that wow. the White Sox are interested in him. The next that's one. That's pretty weird if they did that. Because Josh that's Hader, right in the division. Ethan. They're fighting for that, the playoff yeah. spot. So I don't what know. about ahead, Josh Hader? Who? Josh Hader, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I Milwaukee know, Brewers. Brewers yeah. I, it's going to be yeah. hard to trade. The Dodgers are interested in him, but the Brewers are going to ask for Gavin Lux, and you know where that conversation is going to go. What about that's Dylan correct. Bundy? Okay. Dylan Bundy? Uh, yes, yeah, I think could. he probably yeah. will be traded. He, he yeah. could be. Yep. Yes. What about okay. Joey Gallo, Rangers? Possibly. Uh, possibly. Depends upon what they want for him. You know, he's got a lot of power, but he's only hitting like 188. Yeah. So. What about Starling yeah. Marquez? Let's see. Okay. Joey Gallo. Oh, 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 hold on. Who about Starling? Uh, what's the guy's Marte? name? Marte. Marte. Uh, I have heard Both his name rumored. Bags. Right. Yeah. So there's okay. just a few players that. Might go, yeah, and and, that's right. and you and you'll see there'll be some more, but I think those that's a good that's Two a good. That I would uh, add from the Red Sox that we we mentioned Jackie Bradley and yeah, also he's Kevin Pillar because they're in they're in their option years, so they may be guys that uh, might go too. Right? Who's that, Bill? Uh, he was on there, and so was Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto uh, probably will be if if the Giants are willing to eat a little of the contract, as I understand. He he's still got good today. He's still got quite a bit of money left. I that might be more difficult for them to move. So, well, from what I am hearing though, is the Braves they got Tommy Malone today, but they need one more good starting pitcher. Yeah, they lost a couple there a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, right. okay, I think uh, that All takes right. care of anything I've got. So yep. we, we want to get to go to ahead, the wrap Sean up. and. Remember, folks, stay tuned to that schedule board because we don't know what's going to change. Yes, please. We never know. Like I said, with Corona, with all this stuff, you never know what's going to happen. And stay tuned at 712-432-3642, board 13, the schedules board, board 9, the sports honors board. That's where you can get all your trade news tomorrow as they're coming down, plus other stuff. Uh, Also, download the podcast legendoldies.com. Type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart device to play the Sports Lounge podcast. And hopefully this weekend we'll be back at 
3006, option number nine. The computer is being shipped back and hopefully gets installed, so it will be there. And definitely leave your comments, questions, criticisms at 800-693-0595, option two, or sports lounge at allthingsradio.net. And come back next week because how many shows can say, how many times can we actually say we can talk? Kentucky Derby recap and an NFL preview. In yeah. the same weekend. That's never happened Boy. before, and probably will never happen again. We probably, we, we probably hope will so. never happen again. And, and you know what? We may we may have even we may even found some more Marty fans by then. Yeah. Oh, we might. <laughs> well, we might, but we will don't definitely. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. He, he may be busy. He may be running for governor of Iowa next week. We'll <laughs> That's see. Right. Oh, yeah. He's he's ahead in the caucuses for twenty four. I've already heard this. There so. you go. Okay. Anyway, we will see you next week.